This is Jordan from Newfound Glory. Happy Christmas. Listen to story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. <laughs> Attention. This podcast will make you happy, make you sad, they believe and make you mad, but they're sure to make you feel included. The things they talk about are completely random. It's story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Welcome to Storytime with Matthew Haslam Hammond, the podcast where you, the member of the general public, will go up and tell your story. Why? Because everybody has a story. Um, like always, this podcast is sponsored by the Pastor Assist Pod. Follow Callum. He's on the show. <laughs> Doug, Jack, and Carl as they discuss basketball. Why? Because they like basketball, and it's therefore your basketball it's needs. The podcast we all need for basketball needs. There we go. Yeah, Sam listens <laughs> today. I do listen. I do listen. You know, this is the Christmas special. <laughs> so I brought back two of the most popular people from the the series so far. Please welcome back Sam Hookins and Callum Main. Hi, hi. Woo. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm very honoured to be here. Um, I'm sure Callum is as well. Uh, I just want to say thank you for inviting us on Story Time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Christmas special, jingle jingle balls all the way, mate. Oh, is that we gone with? Yeah, it's now officially jingle Best balls all the way, and lots of charms. Because <laughs> uh, Matt informed me that this was a uh, uh, Santa's reject, rejected reindeers. That's a. Uh... Oh, I, I, I could have that. I mean, if I, if you were a rejected reindeer, Callum, what would be yes. your name? Uh, my name would everyone would call me TH. It'd be short for Twinkle Hooves. Um, and my, my yeah, obviously apart from being my my hooves for Twinkle, which is pretty useless. See, there was me thinking you were going to go dark and like ominous here on us and say that you got kicked out for being slightly fruity. But no, you just for just for having twinkly hooves, no. I like it. Yeah. I I yeah. think I would um, just be called Fatso Reindeer, and I'd be kicked out for uh, being festively plump. And uh, holding down the sleigh rather than flying the sleigh. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you'd be the right size, Sam. I feel like it'd be Santa weighing down the sleigh, but he just wants someone to blame it on, so you probably blame, you know, yourself for it. Yeah. I mean, I, either, I either, either that or it'd be due to my giant reindeer cock that's dragging all through the snow, <laughs> but, you know. That's I, it. I reckon you were, you were meant to fill in for Rudolph. It was, it was your story, and then... Rudolph come in with with his cock envy, didn't he? And just like yeah, he said, Santa, you can't let him in. He's a maverick, and then that that caused you to have your reindeer drinking problem, which yeah, you know, you know. And every Great every night I'm, on, I'm hitting the eggnog card, and I'm just getting fatter and more pissed. And you know, it's it's a tough life being fat. So the reindeer with the massive cock, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Here's a question I'll put to you boys. Do we reckon Santa Claus is packing? Like, not presents, but do we think he's packing downstairs? Let's just say um, he gets around the houses in one night. (laughs) He does. He he, um, barely leaves us any gifts anymore, right? So he must be doing something. See what though? Well, fuck! I'm still waiting for my Nintendo 64 from 1999. Oh, yeah! I'll tell you what. I'll I'll tell you a quick little diversion because we are on story time. I was banned as a child 
of getting an N64 by my brother. Do you remember the, the war between N64 and PS1? So, Ollie, even though all my mates had N64, Ollie cock-blocked me from getting an N64 and forced me to get more PlayStation games. And in the process of doing that, he went down to uh, Earth Games, to good old Cornelius, bless his soul, wherever he is, the con-ripping Zimbabwe man. <laughs> and uh, he traded in my favourite game of Crash Bandicoot and swapped it for Resident Evil. Who does that to an eight-year-old? What a prick. <laughs> so it's actually such a good game as well. So, yeah, my favourite game. So, replaced by an absolute horror. <laughs> so when you think about it, Ollie's song, Feeling Like a Right Chase Blunt at Christmas, is basically about him trading in your Crash Bandicoot game. No, I think it's because Ollie has finally thought about it all those years and thought, you know what? I'm a right James Blunt. And you know what, Silky? You are a James Blunt for getting rid of Crash Bandicoot and trading it in for fucking Resident Evil. I was eight years old, damn it. I feel, I feel like you I need to write a song about it, Sam. And, uh, you know... Uh... <laughs> My brother scared the shit out of me. He traded Crash in for zombies. And now I'm shitting my pants. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Give that boy number one. Number one next year. <laughs> there you go, mate. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. I'll nick the jingle from somewhere, but <laughs> you know. Um, well, I, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Matt. Um, you know, let's let's fire a question to you. What is the most? What's the worst present you've ever received? The happiest guy in the world. What is the worst present you've ever received? Um, this is a funny story because uh, technically it's the worst present and it goes into like basically one of the best presents. My mum and dad, uh, one year, they said, oh yeah, you're going to get a um, surprise from us. And we're like, okay, sweet. Uh, I know what you're thinking already. You're probably thinking a cock in a box. It's not a cock in the box. Um, so it comes to it. Um, I've got this box. I've opened it. I'm like, yeah, a box of Christmas cards. Literally, oh. wraps up a box of Christmas cards for me. And I was like, what am I going to do with these? It's not Christmas till next year now. It's Christmas Day now, Mum. And then they, they, her and my dad were just bursting out laughing. And then they just went, opened the box, opened it up. It was a uh, Game Boy Advance. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that, that's, all, that, that's a lovely reveal. I like that. Mm. I mean... Just glad you um, didn't throw it against the wall. Yeah. Christmas cards, what's the point in this? <laughs> you fucking I definitely would have done that. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got Pokemon Yellow in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I tell you what, I'm, uh, so side tra- tracking, going uh, before we ask Adam the same question. Um, Adam Mack's family have a tradition, and I love this because, I mean, if you ever get to meet Jim, or if you have met Jim, actually, you met him at the the COVID-friendly birthday party we we had this year. Um, Obviously, Jim has a very dark sense of humour, so every year they find different ways of wrapping up a present and then only for it to then end up being a Terry's chocolate orange. And one year, Jim went to the extreme measures of going to BMN Cycles, getting a box for a bike. A 
and had them like opening it up and he put a couple of bricks in there so it felt the weight <laughs> like it could be a bike in there <laughs> only to find a brick and a Terry's chocolate orange on there great father in <laughs> but yeah they do it every year they find a different way to uh, wrap up a Terry's chocolate orange and fuck over one another you know <laughs> but uh, Callum what's the, what's the best best and worst present you've ever received Oh, best would be hard. Um, I've got loads of bad ones, like aftershave. Whoever keeps buying me aftershave, I never wear it. Like, almost never. So I've right, got like 15 bottles. gift back yeah. already. <laughs> um, I, mean, I mean, what we're talking here, Callum, I could do with a couple of bottles. Yeah, want some. I, w- I would, if I was more inclined, I'd start flogging it down the old boat fair. But uh, no, it all sits in, it sits in my... I've got a whole cabinet full of aftershave that I never wear. Um, but it's my fault because... People get it for me, and then you say thank you, and you don't tell them. Actually, I don't need any more aftershave, so I should just man up. Um, but the worst <laughs> present I've ever received, hands down. Um, I'm only telling this because my mum's not listening. But my mum always does like she's an absolute baby Christmas. Um, she's always gave it. Obviously, I'm one of three brothers. If you don't know, so we always got ten presents each. You got no more, no less. Um, we weren't massively well off, so a few of those presents are going to be shit. And my mum's carried it over until like into our adult years so I still get 10 presents three or four years ago turned up Christmas she opened a few of them um, and uh, yeah, opened up um, a present it was a pair of shin pads and I was like oh sweet mum like um, why have you got me a pair of shin pads I haven't played football in like eight years at this point um, and she was like oh yeah you asked if we had shin pads like six months ago she, yeah because I was playing a one-off charity football event I was like, did like do it? For some reason, have anyone kept any shin pads around? I played that game, you know. I, I got through it. I went and brought some, and that's and I've got, just, yeah. And they brought me a pair of shin pads because I asked for it once, and you're like, oh, that is, that is so, shit. So, um, so is this another <laughs> item you're willing to sell? Is a Callum? I mean, by no, the end of no, this, are I, we going to have an eBay listing? Is this your way of just basically <laughs> saying you're setting up a shop here? No, I know Many I keep those shin pads for all time now. Bright pink, I'm keeping them because I never know when, when I'm going to need them now. Um, I don't want to get another pair for Christmas. But uh, it, hey, at least Shochi listened to me. Hey, and what yeah. I wanted, it was just an uh, absolute terrible present. I think that was probably because your mum was think, thinking, you know, in June or July, shit. We need to start thinking about these 10 presents. And by now, I mean, what age was <laughs> you by that point? I'd be like 27. 27 so by this point she's already brought you 260 presents mate 260 presents i'm sure the idea factory was pretty much burnt out you know she's thinking fucking hell i can't get him another christmas jumper i, I, I don't know oh, come on. the tottenham shirt <laughs> certainly can't get him a game boy advance because his mate will only throw it at the wall <laughs> <laughs> i would have loved another game boy advance but no always get always get a uh, tottenham uh, tottenham annual of the year Fantastic! Read that every year, so I get the real inside track, and I always get a selection box as well. So uh, probably some socks thrown in there. Um, and as I, the older I've got, the more I'm grateful for socks because I don't buy socks ever. I just get them all at Christmas, and then you just yeah, that'll get me through the year and get new I, socks. I've got them here. I I wait for the stockpile that I get from Amy's mum every year, thinking sweet, that's another five months I don't have to buy socks for. You know, um, but I mean, 
I love I love the fact the the annual thing. So like Matt, was you an annual kid? Was you? Well, hey, I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm an annual kid um, myself. I got I got really upset one year. When uh, my parents didn't buy me the Beano, uh, usually I'd re- read like the first few pages of it, and I'd be like, "Sweet, I got a Beano annual. I'll continue that tomorrow." Never got round to it. But then one year, I was like, "Hey, where the god there's a Beano annual?" <laughs> and my mum, mum, next day went out on Boxing Day. You know, when it goes down to like fifty p the next day, bought me the Beano and the Dandy. Cause she felt bad. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah. See, I've got me, my, my brother Ollie, he's a massive Beano fan, or he was a massive Beano fan. I mean, I don't know if he still reads the Beano, but he was a massive Beano fan. And Matt was a dandy fan. So I was just left in the middle with fuck all, to be honest. Um, you know, but I did. I always got the wrestling annual, and I've got to admit, even as a grown man, uh, I, I actually went and brought myself this year's annual as a pre-warning in case anyone else was thinking about getting me the annual I brought it four weeks ago just to keep me company in my holiday in room so done all the done all the quizzes all the clues it's a good annual I recommend it this year this year's WWE is great <laughs> I remember one year when looking at the uh, the quiz and like they completely messed up on like one of the questions and I'm sitting there going like that's not the answer like it's said like who was the manager for like you know um you know, uh, Eminem, uh, was it, you know, um, Ashley Massaro, Tori Wilson, or uh, like Malaysia. Candice Michelle? I'm sitting there going like, well, neither three of them won it, don't it? It was actually Melina, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, how can you forget that, mate? Mm. Yeah. Did you send, did you send a complaint? Well, I didn't, <laughs> but, you know... Uh, That's the sort of thing Vince needs to know, mate, you know. <laughs> that is annual wrong. <laughs> He needs to be fired. Right and being like, "You're fired, pal." <laughs> My <laughs> annual's not that. <laughs> what oh, are you, Sam? Make a mockery out of my annual. <laughs> It's going to be some poor guy listening to this who's, who's got away with that. He's like the ones I always. My job is to do the WWE annual every year, and I remember two thousand and five. I made a mistake, and I'm just hoping it never comes out. And this is it. This is what he's going to get. <laughs> Fine, well, or... look, Ender, <laughs> uh, you're right in the to jump off a bridge for getting that sort of information wrong here, Callum. There's a lot of kids <laughs> going off those quizzes, learning for educational reasons. They're not just pretty pictures, they're there for testing the mind. And if the knowledge going in the mind is wrong, then Ryan is fucking up the children of the revolution. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fuck Ryan. Go on, go on, Sam. It's your time to reveal your worst and best present then, Sam. Worst and best present. Uh, I, well, I know my worst, and this is going to sound like I'm a really ungrateful prick, but going to go for it anyway. Um, I was I was dating a girl, um, and their mum was lovely, um, treated me like a son sort of thing. They brought me a polo shirt. Now, anyone who knows me will hand on heart say you've never seen me in a polo shirt have you ever seen me in a polo shirt no no i was thinking about it i'll tell you why i don't think i ever have because my frame is not meant for a fucking polo shirt because it instantly makes you look like a fat cunt and look like smithy from gavin and (laughs) stacy so i don't buy him for that reason and I'd gone fucking balls out this Christmas, like, for, on their Christmas presents, like, both the mum and the dad of this couple. And I must have spent the best part of 300 quid on their presents to then only receive a 
fucking... And I'm sure it cost a fair bit of money, but it was a red penguin fucking polo shirt. Oh, I never wore it, ever. I remember one day, they said, oh, I haven't seen you wear your polo. And I said, and you never will. And it made me feel like a prick. <laughs> but, yeah, that was the worst. Worst part of my life. Is that what torpedoes the relationships are? No, no, unfortunately. We can't go into too many details about what's all for you like that. Let's just say the love has died. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it at that. Uh, um, I mean, to be fair, this isn't Christmas, but because you started on, like, your girlfriend's getting you a present, I think this is a good story to quickly chuck in. Right, yeah. you guys both know that I'm very precious about my name. That you spell it with one L. It's Callum. You spell it one L, not two, because it's my name. I've known the whole it wrong all the time. This. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, like I will ignore work emails. Like I have, I have longed people off. Like just flat out ignore them. Um, and for my birthday, which is quite close to Christmas, so I'm going to use that as an excuse. Um, uh, my girlfriend at the time's mum made me a birthday cake, oh, and nice. it had Crash Bandicoot on it, Sam, because she knew I love Crash. I had my name on it, Callum, like across the side. And um, my girlfriend went, oh, I've got a surprise for you. She's like, um, my mum's like, blah, 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 made something for you. And I was like, all right. And I was like, she looked a bit nervous. I was like, all right. Revealed this cake. Obviously, my name's spelt wrong. With two L's there. And I was just like. <laughs> and she's like, do you like it? I was like, yeah, yeah. And then um, <laughs> she was like, do you want some? I was like, no, nah, no, nah, all right. I just actually got to go do this. And I just like went outside with the girlfriend. I was like, yeah, I'm good to go. I'm never going to touch any of that cake. It's like, that was all I had in me not to go to your mum. It's not my fucking name, is it? And knock the cake on the floor. It's like, um, but yeah, I didn't. I politely said, oh yeah, that's lovely. And then I just left. And, uh, and he said that, that might have been where the love died. I don't know. My... <laughs> you should have, you should have yeah, done. Yeah, um... I, I think, you know. <laughs> You should have done a, what's it, what's it, what's it uh, Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere, like, it's not even my kick! <laughs> it was the biggest thing ever, because I was like, you can see what's happening now, oh, she's made me a cake, oh, this is really lovely, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's got two L's in it, hasn't and it? And I, I, hope, I hope right now everyone who's listening to this is imagining both me and Callum and seeing us in these points of these stories and it almost representing that heartbreaking scene when Scrooge gets dumped on the bridge in the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, I want you to feel that same sort of heartache that me and Callum have gone through due to our partners at the time having fucking useless mothers getting the wrong gifts or the wrong cakes. When love is lost... When love is lost. If it, if it makes you feel any better. I don't know the rest of it. I have to fast forward. I feel like I'm going to be a bit of a What's dick. What's that, mate? I feel like I'm going to be a bit of a dick saying this, but like my ex, uh, her parents actually, or her, her mum actually gave me £30 Amazon gift vouchers. Oh, nice. I must have been I mean, a good boyfriend go. at the time. <laughs> don't get me wrong. My, my, you know, Amy, uh, her mum and dad are fucking sweet. Uh, you know, they've always... Uh, got me great stuff um, I mean this year I've got them on a good wind up because they're like oh what do you want and I said I, I, I don't want anything and she said no you can't have something so I said Lego so then obviously they want to find exactly what Lego I want so I just started texting them like Lego sets that cost like 300 quid 400 quid 600 quid and she was like I'm not playing anymore can you just text me what you want I said I told you I want to touch my apple. 
Unless it's a polo shirt, very grateful of anything I get. Even the shit stuff I find good now, you know. Where a 10-year-old me wouldn't be able to hide the disappointment. Um, big question. When did you find out the big man may be myth? Is that who? I don't know what you're talking about, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you know... The, the 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 icon of Christmas. When or how did you find out? Maybe the most devastating truth ever. Um, I think mine was year five. I went over to my mate David Hyde's house, and his mum was uh, in the car with uh, with us, and like uh, talking to his brother and sister, saying like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to give you like money this year for Christmas, kind of thing, you know, like, you know, or just let me know what you want, and I'll go get it for you." And that's basically how I found out the big man. <laughs> wow! So, of... so, so you found out on a third degree. Yeah. Wow. That's, my, par- that's my parents confessed worse. to me in like year seven because uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I just thought I'd just be happy, go lucky, just be uh, happy about it all the time, whatever. But you know, as soon as you find out from someone else's mum, you just say like, I'm "Just going to keep this on the down low." I like Christmas too much. That's that's hot. Hot. I mean, I mean, Callum, what about you? Do you remember? I don't ever remember believing it. I, I said I had two old brothers. I'm not sure if any of them told me, but ever since, like, uh, since I can remember, I knew he wasn't real. So really? uh, I don't know if that. Yeah, I, I never believed him. Um, so you were just a blowed up kid. Yeah, yeah. The earliest memory of Santa was my mum taking me to see him um, at the shopping centre, and I me being like. She was like, oh, you get a toy. I was like, oh, all right. I can go sit on this man's lap for a bit and get a toy, like winning. And then she took me into the room. I just fucking screamed the shit. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to go anywhere near him. Um, and then my mum had to take me out, and that was it. Was so, that uh, in um, the South? I've got to quickly put a bit of Brentwood history in it. By any chance, was that the magical Christmas grotto that used to be in what would be the new Bay Street Centre? Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember it. It was it was in Upminster, um, but I do remember your grotto you're talking about. I mean, that was that was powerful. That was a big fucking thing in Brentwood, wasn't it? That grotto in the middle was quite spectacular, really. When I think about that, um, I unfortunately found out um, due to my brother once again, Ollie. Um, it feels like I'm calling out Ollie a lot in this, you know. But um, yeah, Ollie the Grinch. You know, yeah. Yeah, Ollie the Grinch, <laughs> Silky the Grinch. No, um, basically, so uh, obviously mum, mum, dad broke up very early on in my life. Um, so we used to spend Saturdays and Sundays with my dad and we'd go up to London and whatever. So we went up to um, Harrods. Um, no, was it Harrods? Yeah, Harrods one day just for a little walk around, look at the Christmas decorations and whatever. And uh, got to the toy section, and obviously everything's about 20 quid over the price that it should be because it's Harrods. And, um, you know, at this amazing section, at the time I was right into my Lego. Um, and there was this set called, uh, like, the Adventure set. Well, it was like kind of a rip-off of Indiana Jones. And... I'd got, like, everything in the set sort of thing. Yet, 
like anything that the Argos catalogue had, I fucking went and brought it because obviously we all know the only place where you got toys back then was if you were lucky enough to go Toys R Us, you went Toys R Us. Other than that, you were stuck with either BMM Cycles or the Argos to- toy section in the catalogue. And they had this blimp, right? And I was like, I've never seen this blimp. And it, it's like part of the series. And I was like, I need this blimp. And um, obviously, my dad's taking us there just to get a fair idea on what we, what we want. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, I'm going like, you know, I've got it in my hand. And I'm thinking, oh, like, I want the blimp, I want the blimp, I want the blimp. And he's like, no, not today, mate. Like, you know, giving it the, you know, you've got a £10 limit sort of thing and that's 55 quid. And I'm like, but I want the blimp. And uh, we walk away and I'm absolutely heartbroken. You know, we're in this, uh, we're now eating cake um, in the in the section. And uh, I'm still kicking up a fuss, whatever, like fucking, oh, I wanted the blimp, I wanted the blimp. So dad, by this point, he's got up and gone for a piss. My brothers grabbed me by the end and said, look in the bag, you little shit. <laughs> I looked in the bag and there was the blimp, right? And I was like, oh my God, the blimp's there, right? But nothing was said about it the whole day, like nothing. He didn't give it to me, nothing like that. Two weeks later, when Christmas rolled around and I opened the blimp, that was suddenly when I had the Alan from the hangover moment and all the, all the numbers started working out into place and I was like, oh my God. My father is Santa Claus. He's not real. <laughs> Shit. It was like a moment of, oh my God, that's amazing because I've got the toy. But also, like, a massive part of me died because I was like, Shit, the big man is the greatest myth of all time, apart from Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I remember, like, you know, when you basically start finding out or whatever, and you just basically, like, okay, I can write on my Christmas list, start writing it out, and in there, that's when you write down the Argos page number on the list. Yes. With the code. You're like, there you go. Well, <laughs> they, they, they call that book, don't they? They call the Christmas book the Christmas uh, magic book, isn't it? Or wish book. Christmas, the Argos Christmas book wish book i think it is and it actually has a checklist on the back where you literally write each item and the code and you hand it to your parent or you hand it to santa and uh literally it's like it's a good bit of marketing Hmm. really really good bit of marketing but um okay uh hang on before we go further you two actually have a really heartwarming christmas story oh do we oh okay you two, it was a time where basically when you were kids, there was a certain toy. <laughs> that Sam Yoko borrowed Suna? from Callum. Yes, Yoko Suna. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean... I would say this was like a full circle um, thing. And we have mentioned it, I think, on Callum's episode and maybe even mine. But we, we, because it's Christmas special, we might as well go in there and re, rediscover the magic. But basically, me and Callum have been uh, good mates since we were, I suppose, seven and six, I reckon. Is that when you're in year two? Because you were year yes, one, I was year two. Yeah. I, was, I was basically, when I should have gone to a year two class, I was held back a year. 
and kept with the year one so I could get special attention on year two work while being with year one kids. And that's how I got to meet Callum, Coddow, and Matt Joyner was also held back with me. And that was our table, banging table in fairness when I think about it. Good set of characters. Um, one's a father, another one's about to become a father, and the other one's Callum. You know, <laughs> can't go wrong. Um, Damn right. But yeah, literally, so... Obviously, uh, and his brother Lou was good mates with my brother Ollie. Um, so we used to have kind of like double play date sort of thing. And I remember going around and I want to say your bedroom was like blue. One of your bedrooms was uh, blue with like a kind of bunk bed on it. Is that correct? Yeah, that was my room. That was all mine and Lewis's room yeah. at the time, yeah. That's it. And I remember there was like a tub of Hasbro's, like a whole big fucking like crate of these wrestling figures. And I was like, wow, you know. And what you used to do back in the day, you would lend people toys and whatever, and you'd lend someone else a toy. Well, Callum lent me a toy, and unfortunately, he never got back his Yokozuna. So then once we came back into touch with each other due to just life really we were thrown into this beautiful cosmic thing where we all rejoined when we finally got to do the loose trunks christmas party i was like the the first thing i need to do is get callum a yokozuna you know i've owed him this for 20 years i've borrowed this toy and never got it back so i was finally able to give callum back his yokozuna even if it was slightly sun-kissed. Um, <laughs> but it is still the exact toy that I borrowed when I was, like, seven, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, I mean, compared to what that arsehole Adam Mack done to you, if you want to go oh. on to that, Adam. Oh, I mean, I will do, just because he's a prick, isn't he? Um, but <laughs> on that same night out, Loose Trunks obviously brought, before we all went out to uh, have a lovely time in Chelmsford, and we won't mention what happened there, that that is for the people that were on the night. But um, before we went out, we had Secret Santa, so everyone got uh, got a gift, and a lot of them were quite funny, um, you know, elements of humour, but overall they were pretty damn good gifts, you know, like it was like a t-shirt or something, you're like, oh, cool, right? Um, and then... Uh, proper excitement and i've uh so i've opened it up it's like oh this is quite a big one opened it up and it's a cushion turned over and it just has uh sean michael from his uh, winning the night at royal rumble who maca knows that i hate he knows i hate that particular episode and uh proper deflated me that did that was i was disappointed for the rest of the night I, that's never been in my house I gave it to Hazem. I think it's probably still at yours, isn't it, man? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it's actually. And, and, and there was li- literally, there wasn't even like a, like most people would get like a mug off present and then a consolation present. You didn't even get a consolation yeah. present. You just got one giant mug off present. And I think that stems back from the fact that he's grown up in a house where they wrap up Terry chocolate oranges in the most malicious ways possible. It's the only way I can work it out, Callum. <laughs> I think you're a victim of crime due to uh, a warped upbringing of Terry's chocolate ho- ho- orange horror. <laughs> I'll tell you what the funniest thing about it was. Poor Callum was the most excited person like there to like actually open up his present. And he's opened up and he's just like, Oh well, that, that's that's just not true, is it? <laughs> Turn it over, and that's when everyone just burst out laughing, and his face was just there, like, 
Oh, it's fucking it, wicked, wicked man. I think, and I think, I, I'll uh, tell you what, while we're on a bit of that bashing, this is the perfect time to go into this fucking rant. And I really hope you're with me. And if not, it, it might be the end of uh, the the podcast uh, or my appearance on the podcast. Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie or is it not? Does it happen at Christmas time? Fuck right, it does. It's a Christmas movie. It's like, it's like, man, this, this, here we go. So, you watch films like Frozen and Cool Runnings. Both have snow in it, but aren't Christmas movies. But people watch them at Christmas That's... because they got snow in. Die Hard actually happens at Christmas, so therefore it's a Christmas yeah. movie. And I've been having this row with Adam Mack for the last, I reckon, 18 years of my life. He brings it up every year. By the way, Callum, what, do you think it's a Christmas movie, or are you on the. On the other side uh, of the ball. I do. I think. No, I do think it's a Christmas film, but I don't have like you know people who say, "Oh, it's not a Christmas film." I'm always like, "All right, that's fine," but then don't tell me Home Alone's a Christmas film if you don't think Die Hard is. They've both got nothing to do with Christmas and just happen on Christmas. So oh. I'd be like, "Yeah, Die Hard is a Christmas film. So is Home Alone." But if you say one isn't, then the other one isn't, and that normally rattles people a little bit more. See. I think so. So, funny enough, I watched Home Alone was well, just a sidetrack there, but I watched Home Alone one last night. Now, I totally agree that Home Alone one happens just at Christmas. What gives you a Christmas feeling? Home Alone two, without fucking doubt, is a Christmas film. All right, the same sort of shenanigans happen, but it's about you know meeting under a Christmas tree and all that sort of bollocks and, you know, wanting to... But, that's, you know... But I do agree, you know, you could easily say that Home Alone 1 is, just by chance, is, you know, it is Christmassy, but, you know, you could almost bypass it, if it wasn't for two. What guarantees that, actually, they are Christmas films, you know? They're not just set at Christmas, they are Christmas films. Just like Die Hard. Because Die Hard is about a man going to pick up his wife from a work Christmas party, getting invaded by terrorists, him fucking going around that building barefoot, shooting a motherfucker, putting him in a Christmas hat, writing ho, 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 now I've got a gun. What's more Christmas than that? Had that all happened in happened in spring or summer fair enough but it doesn't there's a geezer wearing a Christmas hat and there's a Christmas party going on and the only reason he's at that building is to pick up his wife from a fucking Christmas party it enrages me enrages me that little bastard (laughs) it's gone on at me it's not a Christmas sandwich it just it's that doesn't matter it does matter because he would never have been there he would never have driven at that sort of hour to get her back on Christmas Eve. Because he would have said, love, get a fucking taxi. I'm at home. And I'm having a beer. Yeah. But I Christmas Eve, he makes the effort of going out to get her. Yeah. Because imagine you going, get a taxi. I can't. It'll be Christmas Day. The price will be through the roof. You have to come and get me. Gone, all right. I'm, I'm not a fan of your work colleagues, but I'll come and get you. Yeah, exactly. If, if John McClane weren't such a tight ass, 
We would never have had to go through this wonderful ordeal with Professor Snape and his Rolex. <laughs> it's like you say, though. Like you just, it just happens to happen at Christmas. Like, have you ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? Yes, fantastic. It's a great movie. Only at the end is when you find out it's Christmas, where he's just running through the streets, going "Happy Christmas" and things like that. It's like it's not a Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's a ba- it's, it's just a story about a guy shows his life story, yeah. and it doesn't mention anything like all the way through about it being Christmas at all. It's literally just yeah. You know, it's not till the, the little girl at the end goes like, "With everything, an angel loses its wings," and it's like. Ah! Merry yeah. Christmas, Merry Christmas, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, this is a wonderful life, isn't it?" Yeah. I mean, it's a great film. It's a oh, great, it great film. Now, uh, uh, you know, uh, I hope you don't mind. I feel like I'm kind of speedballing and of shooting questions over, but I love Christmas, as you can tell. Um, and I wish you guys could see it. We're all wearing Christmas jumpers in honor of you guys listening. Um, I've eaten a bag of Percy Pig's Christmas. Pigs, they're great. Um, so, top three Christmas films. We'll start with you, Haslam. Your top three. Particular order, because I know it's hard. Um, hmm. I need to actually think of like Christmas films now. I know what my favourite Christmas one. film is. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you know what it is as well, Callum. My favourite yeah. Christmas it's film. It's my favourite Christmas film. It's uh, my favourite Christmas film. It's my one as well, so yeah. Well, I mean, my fav- my favourite one, I, I, and I'm confidently, uh, confidently, yeah, that's the word, I will say with pride that my favourite Christmas film, and if it's not your two, then fair enough, I understand, but my favourite Christmas film will always be The Muppets Christmas Carol and fucking Andy Hopkins robbed Michael Caine of that Oscar that year. Silence of the Lambs. No offence, Anthony. Fuck off. Hashtag give it back, Anthony. Let's get this trending. Michael Caine was rocked. I th- it is the most earth-defying, shattering performance of Ebenezer Scrooge this planet's ever seen. Never to be repeated, never to be succeeded the way that Michael Caine did. The soul, the passion, the anger, the tears, the love. The love we shared with a thankful heart. We learned that Michael Caine was the one. And he was robbed of that Oscar. Fuck you, Anne. Give it back. Hashtag give it back, Anne. <laughs> I, I really want to meet Michael Caine just to basically ask him, by any chance, was Cars 2 your favourite work you've ever done? And he, and he will instantly turn around and say, you know what, Matt? It isn't. But I can't speak about my favourite work because I was robbed of an Oscar due to Anthony fucking Hopkins. Why am I? Why am I imagining Michael Caine having like a sit-down interview in like where he said, "Look, I am. I'm hanging it up. I'm retired." And they're like, "A life of Michael Caine." You go, "Is there anything you regret?" Yeah, being fucking robbed. <laughs> Science. I've never watched Science of the Lambs. I never fucking will because, god damn it, I acted with a load of puppets, made everyone in that cinema laugh. Cry and I see. Sung, who knew Michael Caine could sing? We do now. Yeah. We do now. And then, yeah, I'm with you, Sam. It's definitely my favourite one. Look, um, look, look. any, any old guy can, can jizz and throw it at Michelle Pfeiffer. Anyone could do that. <laughs> he, he made us fearful of a muppet. We're the muppet of 
Christmas future comes, we all shit ourselves, and that's true to Michael Caine's great acting. Mate, the, go- the ghost of Christmas present looked like a uh, old school Matt Haslam Hammond with that long hair. No, no, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it is an old school one. You mm. could have easily been separated at birth. Yeah, it's the role. It's the role that when, if any of us ever win money, <laughs> we will approach Jim Henson or whoever's now taking over Jim Henson Junior. We'll go with that. Legacy. We will take. All the Muppets and their performers, and we will bring that motherfucker to the London West End, and you will play the role you were born for, Matt. You will be the Christmas present. <laughs> we'll get Michael Caine as well, even though he'll probably, you know, just be, he's probably like, you know, 80 odd now. Look, Michael, Michael Caine may have not won a fucking Oscar, but we can get him a Tony. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we've all we, so we've agreed on one, and we've all agreed that's the top one. What's amazing? I'm really glad that we're on the same wavelength. And by the way, anyone listening, that wasn't planned. That's just how in sync we are as people. I'm gonna go for um, the second one on my list is Elf. I wouldn't say that's number two in the ranking. I just say Elf is in my top three because. I think Will Ferrell's sensational. That is it, Zoe Deschel. Zoe Deschanel, my future wife. <laughs> Absolute babe. And what a cracking mm. voice, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she just kind of makes me want to bang an elf, really. Like, she's, <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's she's fit, man. Uh, would, would you have elf in your top three, you two? Or, or is it Not on the me. sub bench? Um, it's on the sub bench, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> it, okay. you know, at the end of the day, I, I liked it. It was what you know, one of my first ever Will Ferrell films. Where I watched, yep. and you know, you know, when you just hear like, you know, what this guy's a bit OTT, <laughs> and he's kind of getting yeah, used yeah. to him. So uh, I literally had to like, you know, sit there and like, you know, actually like get into and uh, watch watch a few other films of his first, and just realise, you know what, he basically is like that in every film. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I get that. I understand that. Okay, so if that's not in, what's the next one you're bringing to the table, Matt? Ah, oh, now this is a classic. Have you ever heard about a dog saving Christmas? <laughs> Have you ever seen Olive the Other Reindeer? A one-hour classic made by Matt Groening, who made The Simpsons. I have it on DVD. Watch it every year. Michael Stipe from REM sings a bloody classic in it. Well, so 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 what is this? Olive the reindeer. Olive the other reindeer. Olive the other reindeer. But yep. Olive is actually a dog. Olive is a dog. Yeah. On the radio. Well, uh, Olive hears all I of mean, the other I reindeer. I feel like I need this movie in my life. Um, is it on Disney Plus? <laughs> it's on YouTube. It's on. Oh, oh my God! Send me a link. The oh, moment this is done, that will sort me out. That's fine. I look forward to this, Matt. If you speak this highly of it, I mean, you sold me with REM, yeah. like just alone, dog and REM. That's all I needed to hear. Who knew that was Christmas? Hey, it's got Homer Simpson in it, but he's an evil postman. It's not actual Homer Simpson, but it's Dan Castanella who plays Homer Simpson, and you sit there like, it's Homer Simpson. <laughs> Fucking blinded, blinded. What about you, Callum? What's the next film you're bringing to the yeah. table? 
Lambeth top two are pretty high ahead of the others for me, but my second favourite film is Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. So much. Um, and uh, I've watched it a couple of times recently because um, my girlfriend really loves it as well. So we're like, all right, we'll put it on. And it's fucking banging. See, now, this, this I'm, I'm going to say, I love he's got some absolute bangers on that film like great great soundtrack um jack the pumpkin king is a cool cool character my only beef what used to weird me out there was two things that used to weird me out about the film one was that bitch's arm forever falling off used to weird me the fuck out that and that weird professor as a kid i was like oh no the second is them bagging up santa claus yeah. With the boogeyman. I found that terrifying as a kid. You know. But that's the point of it, Sam. It's these people that don't they don't know about Christmas. So they're trying to do it, but then they don't realise actually they're not good at it and then they have to try and save them. And kidnap kidnap the Sandy Claus is I I just say anyone, go back and watch it because it's sung by three of Boogeyman's minions and it's yeah. sung so lovely. So it's a great tune. After Sandy Claus, put him in a box, and you're like, oh, this is a great tune, singing along. And then you actually hear the words. I heard, I sent a version of it by Corn to my yeah. uh, girlfriend, and was like, listen to this version of it. And obviously, so it's a heavy metal version. And she's like, that's terrifying. I was like, yeah, I know. Could you listen to the words this time? And you're like, oh my God, they're talking about beating Santa Claus up with a stick and then burying him for 90 years. And, and that's what makes me great, Sam. Because, you know, I'm an adult. You know, if you, if at this point, Sam, you can't deal with a. Girl's arm falling off and her reattaching it, then that's on you, mate. Well, you know, so this is what I'm. This is now what I'm saying. As I've got older, I've been able to go back and put it back in my VCH and be, be a big brave boy. And I've learned to appreciate it. As a kid, I hated it, but as an adult, I think it's fantastic. The book mainly, the mainly for the bit when he first discovers. Christmas land. What's this? Uh, what, What's what this? I mean, yeah. that is an amazing, amazing Christmas song. That's great. That's that for me is a is a big win. Um, so I can I can respect it, and I respect the cult icon. Uh, well, not uh, the cult following it has. So good, you know, I'm never going to knock you on that, Callum. Okay, so we've had. One, two. Okay, so it's my turn to bring a third one. Now, third one is very hard, uh, but because I've got you other two here, if any other films haven't got mentioned, then obviously we'll give them honourable mentions at the end. But my third one that I'd go on the chopping block and say is Home Alone 2. Not one, two. Because even though Home Alone 1... As I say, it's great. It's a classic. Home Alone 2 has something that Home Alone 1 doesn't. And you know what that is? Donald Trump. Donald Trump and Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry is sensational in that fucking film. You know, who knew Pennywise the Clown was born? And Long John Silver as well. Another one who was robbed of an Oscar, I'm sure. I don't know who won it that year. I'd have to fucking fact check that. But Muppets Treasure Island, absolute banger. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Tim Curry in that film is is a G. It's it's such a good Christmas film. It's such a good Christmas film. 
film. Um, what's your favourite line from it, Sam? About it, you know, it's, what's that, mate? What's your favourite line from it? <laughs> wow. What a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. As I say, I got to say that uh, to the to the viewing nation. Now I get to say it to the world because I'm on your podcast, man. So thank you for that. Right. Um, I, mean, I said it to Ro- Ro- Roman Kemp, wasn't it? On yeah. Heart, wasn't it? Uh, when I called in and done my impression. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that 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 line will never not be funny to me. It doesn't matter how many times I watch that film. It's just so brilliant. The neck click. And just wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Home Alone two for me. Haslam, what we saying as your third? Oh Sam, before we move on, and a fun fun game to do. We can do it with either the Home Alones, but I've done it with Home Alone two. It makes it better. Um, just watch that film and take a drink every time someone should have died. You can just be like, realistically, I'm gonna take a drink every time someone would have died, and you get bladdered through that scene where they go through the house. What we saying, like two fingers or yeah. shot? Well, you don't have to go. You don't have to go crazy because you, you're thinking, oh, it won't be that many. And then you're like, stepped on a spike, fell down a flight of stairs. Yep, he's dead. And you're like, yep. Well, um, I mean, just stepping on a spike, he's got septicemia. Yeah, should, should we meet up? Yeah, before, yeah. Uh, like, should we meet up and actually do this drinking game? Yeah, I'd, I'd be game. I'd be game. Like, fuck Boris. I mean, we've got a five day. Five day later, I'll window to do this. But Sam yeah. is the same as Like I said before in the previous episode with me on it, wear a mask, don't be a prick. We've got five days off. Don't take the piss. No, <laughs> we are going to play this drinking game. I don't even know. For some reason, my brain keeps telling me love actually, but I know there's better films out there. But I tell you what, I respect that. I respect that, Haslam. If that's what you want to go for, uh, you will not hear me argue that point because Love Actually is a banger. Not only has it got every '90s greatest left-hand friend, uh, Marty McCutcheon, on there. Well, it's got Hugh Grant dancing like a beast. Her old girls allowed down the stairs. I mean, Liam Neeson. My boy. He is the, the greatest He's the actor. man who just keeps on giving. He is the man who just keeps on giving. You know, not only did he save the Jews, not only did he save his daughter three times, he also brought his stepson to that beautiful girl of his dreams. You know, mm-hmm. like you said the other night, the man is a genius. Mm-hmm. He's a Doesn't genius. Doesn't well that bit though, Sam. Because when they're in the airport and he's like, he like distracts his shirt and goes, "Yeah, go run." Imagine doing that now in an airport. Boom, boom, kid's gone. You, you sprint across well, an airport with no security chasing you. Oh no, that's not like I totally agree with you. 2018, definitely don't try that shit. 2020, that in, that airport's empty, mate. You can do whatever yeah. the fuck you want in there. You could have a fucking jostle in old security and no one's going to be there to fucking tell you not to. Do you know what the funny, the coolest thing about the, the kid is and, the, and his girlfriend is in that in that movie? Who is his girlfriend in so, that movie? So, basically, you know the girl who he chases after the kid? Yeah. Yeah. So, what happens is, uh, in, in reality now, you, remember, you know the show Phineas and Ferb? The yes. The Disney show Phineas and Ferb. 
Yes, yes, yeah. yes. He's Ferb, and she is Phineas's crush, Isabella. Reunited. Oh. Wow. Wow. I mean, now it comes full circle. Yeah, <laughs> that's drop. almost like a, a Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Harvey sort of scenario. You know, the greatest love story of the 90s. He never knew she was a witch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless old Harvey, eh? Um, Haslam, how do you feel about um, the scene where that guy turns up at his, uh, his best friend's wife and turns up at the house and declares his love? Well, that, that, that you know, it, it is... Um, well, it's weird, it's because first point, off... When, when she's seen the video, why wouldn't you be like, mate, you're a fucking stalker, you know? And then next thing <laughs> yeah. you know, he he rocks up with all them things. Wouldn't you just be like, okay, shut the door, 999, he's stalking me. Yeah. Not, not just that, right? Don't get me wrong. If any of you end up marrying Kira Knightley, there's a good chance I could do the same thing on your doorsteps uh, <laughs> on Christmas Day. I, I'm not ashamed to say it. She's a fucking beaut, but... <laughs> Even still, what's he thinking she's going to do? Run out and just suddenly give him a nosh? Like, what's the best that's going to come out of this? Like, she's going to go, oh, you know what? Even though we had that beautiful wedding ceremony and, um, you know, he got the, the whole family to play Love is all you, all you Need and all the rest of it, and they all learned the parts, you know, my special well-endowed husband. I'm going to leave him for this walking dead prick who's following me around like a weirdo who's just got a million photos of me and is now holding a fucking card that he wrote in all of three minutes. Lazy, if you ask me. It's a lazy effort. Yeah. And what was his plan if his friend answered the door? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> He's rolling the dice, isn't he? Also, yeah. I'm You kind of hope that he, he had pre-planned it and on the back of the other cards, like... There was a message to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hi, mate. Really sorry about this. I knocked one out over your missus. <laughs> Maybe five times a day. Sometimes ten. I need help. Call someone for me. <laughs> you hope so. Otherwise, I don't know what lie he was going to make up, but I'll just pop him around and say hello. Oh, what are all the cards for? Why have you bring a, why have you bring a stereo? Oh, uh, I'm related. I'm related to you, mate. Oh, really? Because what are the cards? You've got Ryan on them. Can I have a look? Nah. Nah. Yeah. I I, like, really? Did Rick from The Walking Dead honestly think if his best mate opened the door, he's going to be able to get away with that? I just need to borrow some milk. <laughs> you know I what I mean? It's a Christmas mystery. What way like, would you know, if he's going down to the door? You know, because the geezer's going to turn around and go, You've come all this way to borrow some milk. You live in Kensington, mate. You live in Kensington. We're in Soho. What are you doing here? <laughs> Didn't you pass the shop on the way? You fucking weirdo. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. That's the. Yeah, I, I would say that for me is the only stickler of that film. Um, and well, the other the other point is uh, obviously Adam Rickman. Look, let's face it, right? If you're that old and that hot bitch comes on to you, you're slamming that one night. Yeah. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I think he done well turned off so long. 
You know, yeah. like he didn't actually do it. If he gave, brought her a gift, like, all right, Alan, all right, but come on, what what would you have done? No, yeah, obviously, Alan, Alan done the right thing, um, but it's just, yeah, it's it's all it's 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 a brilliant film. It is a brilliant film. Uh, Mr. Bean is sensational in it. Unsung hero, old Throne Atkinson. Um, what about what about the BT advert man? I can't remember his name, but he's called Colin in the movie, and he goes to the America. From my family. Yep. Yep. And it's Alicia Cuthbert at the end. Yep. Oh mate, what a babe! Girl next door. Side note: many of a wank. Fantastic film. If you haven't, <laughs> add that to the smart list. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I mean, Callum, what is your third film? Um, mine would be um, probably The Grinch. Um, okay, which, which version are we going for here? Oh, the one with Jim Carrey, obviously, live action one. Fantastic. That film used to scare the shit out of me. It still does. Is it because of the Or the Who people? The Who people. The Grinch is fine. Scared the shit out of me, the Who people. Yeah. Fucking weirdos. Absolutely weirdos. Like, oh, Christ. Um, You're still there? We're still there, yeah. Can you still see me? No. No. Right, one second. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. They, they are scary, and that's why I'm always on the Grinchy side, ultimately. You know, I he was mistreated, and he's deserved he to be that anyway. And you know what? I think he's got it right. Unless people are prepared to apologise and make up to you, you would have ended a Grinchy. And then eventually he's like, all right, I'll be the bigger person. And uh, that's a lovely story for us all. But yeah. And yep. also, uh, the the who that he was in love with was that hot bitch from Mamma uh, Mia, wasn't it? The old cougar. Is that her? I have no idea, Sam. I've <laughs> never watched Mamma Mia. That's only because I'm heterosexual. Well, then you've never lived. You've never lived. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan sings like a lion. A soulful <laughs> lion of that. <laughs> Darling, you know it. <laughs> Well worth a watch. Um, But yeah, uh, The Grinch is very good. I think honourable mentions that we haven't said, Jingle All The Way is a a must. It ain't Christmas unless I've watched Jingle All The Way. Um, The Santa Claus, pretty good, pretty solid, pretty solid uh, trilogy. Santa Claus, the Dudley Moore movie, the original one. You know, the one where the kid drinks that can of fucking Coke and it looks like the world's best Coke. I don't even like Coke and I would drink that can of Coke. That's how good that fucking tramp makes that Coke look. Um, and then, I'll tell you what, uh, The Holiday, if we're going romance. Yeah. The Holiday is, is a nice romantic one, I, I, you know. The thing is, I, I was watching it the other day and also name it, Kate Winslet. She's just a natural beauty. You know when you oh, kind of see her there, and you're like, "Yeah," you feel like she's you, like you're not dressed up like all the other birds and things like that. Yeah, mate. And there's a great scene it with Cameron Diaz where she uh, uh, she gets out of the car, and goes, "Oh, I need a drink." Goes in the shop and she's actually just drinking a bottle of wine while shopping. <laughs> mate, Cameron Diaz is a f- super fox. Mate, you know. even she Jude Law. Jude Law got it with her and got, got on the boy. Jude Law was a good looking 
one as well. Don't forget that. Mm. you got to do the old monkey business. Um, all right, fair enough. Uh, I don't think there's any other Christmas movies we've forgotten. Uh, Sam, you're forgetting a big one. You're forgetting one that you sold to me and Callum the other day, starring Mike oh. the Miz Mizanin. Yes. Yes, yes. Santa's Little Helper. Sensational film, mate. Sensational. The Miz and Paige and the bitch from fucking 90210. Nailed it this time as well, because I knew I was on recording. Um, sensational film. If you haven't watched it, go out and watch it. It is a great, great Christmas film. I, do, I don't need to say anymore. It's WWE and Christmas, and it's a magical it's journey. That should be the selling point. <laughs> I just love Callum's reaction to it. What? This is actually a movie. <laughs> it, it is a movie. It's a great movie. You know. Um, but yeah, what was your one going to be, Callum? Um, my fr- yeah, because it's got my favourite scene in of any Christmas film. It's a miracle on Sixty Third Street, Thirty Fourth cool. Street, Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, fantastic. Thirty Fourth Street. But the scene in it is it's the remake one, but you've got Santa Claus and the um, he's obviously in the, he's in a department store and he's getting a huge queue because he's actually Santa. And uh, a mum brings her kid in and um, goes to sit on his lap and she goes, "I oh, don't worry, she's deaf. She don't like so um, she can't yes. lip read. But if you but she she should be really happy to sit on your lap for a, for a, like a minute." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And he sits her down and whoever that little girl is, like top notch on the acting because it always makes me almost cry. But then he just signs to her, like, you are really pretty. What do you want for Christmas? And you just see her face light up. It's like, damn it, you've got me again. And now I'm emotionally invested right until, uh, right until the end of the film when they uh, prove that they say that he is real and it's all fine. Um, but, yeah, that I would like to get that. That's an honourable mention. That, that was my yeah, that... favourite Christmas movie. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a banger. That is a banger, you know. Um Richard Attenborough doesn't get enough love for my for my liking. You know, we, yes, we all know David is the animal guy and he is sensational, but come on, let's give Richard a bit of fucking honours. Jurassic Park and Miracle on 34th Street, great actor. <laughs> um, Christmas songs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, we've done movies, best Christmas songs, right? Yeah, easy. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go in again. Um, I know my number one. Do you know your number one? Yeah. Hand on heart. Mm-hmm. Do you know your one? Hand on heart, Haslam. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Right, I I'll be shocked if we're matching on this. I'll be shocked. I'm not going to lie. But mine is Wham! Last Christmas. Okay, Sam, you went very vanilla there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's guess. Are you the edgy pokes by any chance? No, I hate the pokes. I could do a list of oh. the three worst Christmas songs and they'd be on it. <laughs> Sam, that's, that, that's not me. That's not even a Christmas song as well. It's about an alcoholic and a resentful old woman who hate each other. What's, what's that Christmas? What is that like? That is... It's, it's, it's an absolute crisis line, isn't it? It's what you bring up on a Friday night if you live in South End. My neighbours are at it again. They're calling each other faggots and you're old and you're haggard. <laughs> he's definitely drunk. I can tell by his voice. He's slurring. He's un- Oh, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure he's, he's saying I'm going to hit hit you now, and I don't give a fuck if you even bring the NYPD choir in. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> How much I hate the Pope, Sam. Why do you like Wham? I'll, t- I'll tell you what I like here. Uh, obviously, the video is the is just the best. It's just so joyful and glee and just over the top Christmas. Yeah, thrown up all, all over you. It's a it's a banger. George Michael. <laughs> it, it, George Michael is pro- probably one of my favourite ever singers. Um, and it is it's just a great tune. And I love the fact that he uh, basically. So when obviously he quit, he uh, when he quit Wham, he left the other guy in the lurch. He then wrote, uh, what was it? Uh, Never Gonna Dance Again. What's that Careless song called? Whisper. Careless Whisper. He wrote Careless Whisper and he said to his uh, bandmate, I've put you on the writing credit. Even though his bandmate hadn't written that song at all, he said, and you'll be sorted for life. And that's what, like, in, in, if you hear stories about Jordan Michael, he was always like giving money away and helping people and whatever. Um, just think it's a, I just think it's a really lovely Christmas tune. I think it just makes you feel Christmassy the moment you hear it. You know, um, there are some other honourable mentions, but I'm sure maybe you might come up with it as your favourite. So I'll throw it to you now, Callum. Callum, what is your one? Um, my my favourite is uh, Shaking Stevens. Step into Christmas. No, that's Elton John, mate. Oh, Shaking yeah. Stevens. A snow is all around me. Children playing, yes. yeah. having, having fun. fun. Again, also, I'm pretty sure that's where the Christmas jumper was invented. So, points taken. Uh, and with the video, him just just clicking away. Everything's snowing. He gets on the slow sand away. So all the kids as he's going. That is that Christmas. When that becomes on, it's like, oh yeah, get get me a glass of whatever's closest, and let's go to the dance floor. I've got, I've got to admit, I, you know what, I have a special place for that, because the geezer I used to work for, and by the way, this is a side note, anyone who listens or who's listening to this or whatever, if you know someone who's like, oh, I don't like Christmas, they're a cunt. But <laughs> yeah, they're just a cunt. Who doesn't like Christmas? It's bollocks, because... Whether you agree with the festivities or whatever, everyone enjoys time off work. Everyone loves the excuse to eat and drink, right? So even if you're miserable and on your own, you like you can't hate Christmas. There's no reason to hate Christmas. Like I don't believe in this whole thing. I don't like Christmas. So one year I was working with this bloke, and he was exactly the same. Oh, I don't like Christmas, mate. Fucking Christmas, fucking Christmas can do one. And I'm like. Kenny, I think you need to do one, but I hold my tongue. So I put on now, that's what I call Christmas. Put it in the van, I decorate the van. Obviously, you've seen my Christmas card this year, have I shown you that? Like, I, I, I decorate anything I can to get into the festive spirit. And obviously, they had, um, what was it? Uh, we, well, we had our Christmas thing on. And obviously he's like, oh, you know, tune after tune, like, don't like this one, don't like And I'm like, you don't like Wham, how can you not like Wham? Shaking Stevens come on, 
and he lost himself. He absolutely loved it. He was like, this tune, though, I do like this tune. And I was like, well, meaning you like Christmas. <laughs> you like Christmas. If you like Shaky, you like Christmas. End of. So, and then by the end of the month, where we had this CD on repeat, he had got into the Christmas spirit. And that was all due to the powers of Shaking Stephen. So, good choice, Callum. He's always been my favourite. It's a banger. It is Mate, a, a snowman comes alive in the music video. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Haslam? What's your number one? Wizard. Wish it could be Christmas every day. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I think it's as soon as you hear that song, you know it's Christmas time. Yes, true. It's, a, it's another instant hit, isn't it? Where yeah. you hear the old cash register go off. It's as iconic as... Um, Big now when it's as bad as you know. Boy um, would must be a millionaire just just for that one song, literally. Yeah. And of course yeah. the follow up. Huh? A uh, wandering merry Christmas. It's a wandering merry Christmas. Yeah, banger. Oh, and just another banger. <laughs> I tell you what does annoy me though in that music video. All right, you lot take it. None of the kids are singing. They're just hitting their shitty instrument, like you know, like lip syncing or like you know, little plastic saxophones. Like, come on. Could have got some real better actions in here. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it was the 70s, man. There was a lot of drugs flying about, and you could get away with that sort of shit. <laughs> but when he, when he picks up the girl at the end and kisses her, that's his daughter. Ah, uh, nice. Because in the 70s, in BBC, you don't know what was going on, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. There was a lot of naughty folks, a lot of naughty, naughty folks trotting about. So I'm glad you cleaned, cleared that one up for me, because it always left me feeling slightly weird. <laughs> Um, now there's a banger though yeah that is a solid choice that's a solid choice alright number two number two Um, mine uh, once again is not just a festive punch in the face I think it's just a beautiful song with great lyrics Um, and that is John Lennon and Yoko Ono Merry Christmas, war is over. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, such, it's such a simple tune, um, but the lyrics on it are really, they're quite incredible. Christmas. <laughs> and then and that for me you know like obviously like Christmas songs they start like with that big fud mm. like you know like with no screaming and with the cash register that one's just as a uh, as iconic but it starts off so softly so this is Christmas and you're like oh now I feel Christmassy and it, you know John Lennon just it just rolls off the tongue and it's ah oh, yeah for me is and as I get older maybe I'm getting more like emotional and whatever but it's just you listen to those lyrics and you think shit man the solution is there it is so easy we could all just get along if we weren't such dicks and we didn't care about the colour of skins and all the rest of it you know it's such a simplistic message about just take what you need to take don't take you know like 
it's just it's just great. It's just a great tune for me. It's a lovely, lovely song, even with Yoko on it. Hmm. You know, she did split up the Beatles, bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> my second favourite Yoko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's my second favourite Yoko after <laughs> Mr. Old Bunzai. <laughs> Callum, second favourite Christmas hit. Um, I think this is going to shock shock you, to be honest with you. I don't think you would ever get this, but uh, it definitely deserves to be here. And number two, I've got uh, one of the UK's most underrated national treasures, Cliff Richard, Mistletoe Wine. Wow. Wow. Hey, uh, good uh, it's a good tune. It's a good, good tune. I mean, Christmas time, Mistletoe and Wine. Children See, singing Christian rhymes, there's looks on the fire. It's, a, it's just a banger. And what was great about that is it, it was my mum's, like, loved that song. She always used to play it when she was, like, decorating and stuff, you know. And think, if you let yourself go, don't forget it's Cliff Richard, um, and just sing it, it's so good. I so, Around the house, I will be, like, getting right into it. And you can do the, the backing bits where it's like, uh, it's a... Um, Christmas time, mistletoe, mistletoe, and what? You just do the backing bit, and it keeps yeah. going, and you, yeah. And I, hey. I'm often pretend I'm Cliff, undo a couple of buttons on his shirt, and Fantastic. just uh, get the sway on the big sway. Night, holy night, oh Cliff, that's that easily. It's, it's, it's as, on the classics. As as a child, uh, so it is a great, it is a great song. Um, but as a child, we did rewrite it in school, me and Adam Mack. And it was Christmas time, mistletoe and wine, children screaming, let us die. That's pissed on the fire, burnt down the tree, and now he's gonna fuck all my family. And that's never been able to leave my head ever since I've heard that. <laughs> Again, Adam Mack ruining Christmas. Yep, and also we used that. We we did have one for my favourite Christmas song. What was Wham? Um, and it was last Christmas. I gave up my heart, but the very next day, my arm went away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it away my eyeball. One shin bone and only one lung, even though I'm helping, it ain't very fun. This year, to step me from tears, I'm giving away my toe to Mexico. And that, yeah, you know. <laughs> and Shaking Stevens was, um, what is it, Shaking Stevens? Yeah. Yeah, is it or is that Paul Paul McCartney okay. where it's like Merry Christmas? Uh, no, that's Paul McCartney. Merry Christmas, everyone. We used to sing Merry Christmas, have some ham, and that's never left. Every time I hear that song, I hear I don't hear Merry Christmas, everyone. I just hear have some ham. I thought if you said Haslam Ham, I thought you just like you know uh, were big fans of me when you were a kid, and uh. <laughs> you know what, mate? We could change you. We could change you to Merry Christmas, Haslam Ham. <laughs> it definitely works. Um, so, Haslam, second on the agenda. 
Don't let the bells in, mate. Oh, Bang It the Darkness. The mm. best modern Christmas classic. The, the, this is when, and I'll be truthful, this is when I gave up on the British public for a while. When that wasn't number one. Yeah, for we were. <laughs> and it was Mad World. Nothing wrong. Like, I'm not saying it's not a great show. It was a song Mad I hated World at the time. Good. And then, like... Ever since I got just, older, that mad world grew, grew on me. But, you know, at the time, I was like, yeah, fuck you, Gary Jules, I don't even know who you are, you prick. Yeah, but, like, I'm not being funny. What's a depressing song to have as a Christmas number one? You know, we had a song that had children singing the word bellend on repeat. Don't let the bells end. Bellend. Genius. It's just genius. And we had... When we had that beautiful Justin from the darkness give us Ben End sung over and over again, I'm with you, Haslam. It's a great show. Like, watching the video thing. back is a bit, you know, uh, a bit touch and go. Like, especially when you see like the other three members of the darkness round up a load of kids and so like you basically just walk in the house with them but then the weirdest part of the music video is at the very end so his brother dan gives justin the key for the car yep. and he's like your presence out there so he's got a new car sweet he goes into the car he when he enters the car he obviously doesn't realize that there's a hot girl in there and like he'll be looking straight at her <laughs> when he walks into the car or like you know jumps in you know that girl's been there the whole time he then puts on the windscreen wipers and that's when he realises the hot chick's in there with him yeah I mean, yeah, I mean probably in there by the way because it's snowing won't it so yeah you know he's lucky he's lucky his engine didn't go cold you know he's lucky he got it started first time really yeah <laughs> and we've, we've been oh, fortunate so to see that, that song live so been happy about that. Yeah. When Justin says "Come on, kids," they all start singing that in that one. No yeah. wizard rubbish here. All of those kids join in. Oh, do you want to wow. tell the story about what? Uh, like that? Wow, I never even thought about that line. <laughs> Come on, kids. <laughs> How is that not Christmas number one? I know. What genius I know. line. <laughs> wow. Well, before we get off this song, we do have to tell the story when me and Matt saw that live. We went to see the Darkness, yes. right, a bit after their prime, so we're not in Wembley Arena anymore. We were in, where were we in Camden, Matt? What's it called? It was like the Electric Ballroom, or I can't yeah. really remember. Right, so there was, there was a fair few people there, like a couple of hundred maybe, nothing more crazy. Uh, and they were playing the whole Commission to Land album, Fantastic. which is their first big album. So they played the first song, they played Black Shark, and they play, go to play the second one, um, get, your, um, get Your Hands Off My One. Yep. I think they might have actually played that one. And then they stop and they do a bit of like, how is everyone? And some guy goes, play the Christmas song. And Justin just turns to him and goes, this concert, we're playing the entire British Land album. I didn't know it went, like, get your hands off my woman, Christmas song. He goes, by the way, that's not even its fucking name. He goes, if I was four years younger, I would have come over that bar and kicked your fucking head in. But luckily, I've calmed down in my old age. <laughs> so if you, uh, he goes, if you guys all sing really hard and are really good, we might just play it in our first encore. <laughs> and he was, was like, Seth, like, just called him out. He's like, what a true prophet. He's called it, don't let the bells end, you tit. <laughs> he was just like, called this guy out in front of everyone. It was great. And, and did he play it as, 
as the encore. Of course he did. They came out in winter so, gear as well. So, so really, what a great philosopher. <laughs> Not only did he teach that man to learn his fucking facts, but he also taught him the lesson of all good things come to those who wait. Preach. What a preacher. I love that. I love that. That's a great, great story. I've enjoyed that. Um, so well, this is story we, time. It's what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's story time with Haslam Hammond. I mean, so, Callum, did we have you on? We had, did we have you yeah. on them? Yeah. One was Cliff, of course. Of course it was, Cliff. So we, we've done two. So it's back to me for free. Um, see, I mean, listening to like my top three, they all sound very <laughs> preachy because obviously I've had last Christmas. What's well, just a, just a nice, but as Callum said, vanilla <laughs> uh, tune. Um, but war is over is my number two, and of course we can't forget the kids in Africa. It's Band Aid. Which Band Aid? Well, it's it's always going to be the original. You know, we've had many versions, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a banger in it. It, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Because of Gavin and Stacey, we're never not going to think of Gavin and Stacey due to when we hear this song because of that iconic scene in the Christmas special. Uh, but it's, it's just a great tune, isn't it? It's a great tune. I mean, you could, you could get anyone sing that. You could have, like, the West Ham football team sing it and it'd still be all right. Like, you know what I mean? It's just a good tune. Even if it was written by that Brentwood-hating mug... Bob Geldof. <laughs> he is a mug, yeah. He is a mug. Mug that's right off for not fucking buying our clothes from Primark. Twat. <laughs> well, I, I have a Primark in Brentwood, Bob. <laughs> I know, I know. What a prick. What a prick. True. But I don't know what you think, Haslam, but I, I, I disagree. I think uh, the 2000 version is the best version. Let's be honest. If you chuck in Dizzy Rascals rap, don't have to feel guilt, just help us. Give a little self give that, that's just that. I got it wrong. Sharp. You don't have to feel guilt, just selfless. Give a little help to the helpless. That, that, Dizzy just makes it better, doesn't he? And it, it, it has got busted and McFly in it as well, hasn't it? Yep. If I they remember right. stars. There was no rush in this one. They got all the big names. Apart you from know. Josh Stone keeps trying to ruin it by doing her vocals a bit. like, all right, Josh, you all get your own line. That's what I love about it as well. It's like the, the, it's almost like watching like a, a Survivor series, isn't it? You got the best of the best, and they're all competing against one another on the slide to just get one up on each other. And of course, no one, no one's allowed to sing the famous Bono line by Bono. I want one year for someone to just step up as Bono goes, thank, and just be like, nope. <laughs> Thank God it's bad instead of you. <laughs> I beat you to it, Bono. <laughs> the, the worst thing about the band A20, Coldplay were in it. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll yeah. say that. But the good, the best thing about it was Justin Hawkins got to number one, did he? Hey! Justice after all. Yeah. We won't have to start that campaign. Give it back, Mike. Spread that one. Let's keep with hashtag give it back. And remember that we want Michael Caine to get that Oscar. We will not stop until our campaign is run wild 
on so, this planet. In this episode, we've 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 confirmed that Michael Caine deserves the Oscar recount. Justin Hawkins yeah. need or the Darkness need a recount for uh, 2003 or four, where it was, and also that Die Hard is a Christmas film. I'm like, you know, this is exactly we're we're getting through the hard hitting facts that people didn't know that they needed the truth with. We are bringing them that knowledge. <laughs> so. Yeah. I do love the bandits well because in the latest one they changed the line that Bono line didn't they it's not like instead of you know, like, we'll get rid of that but we'll change it to something like reach tonight we're reaching out touching you yeah <laughs> that, that's definitely worse what are you doing <laughs> yeah definitely and especially like if in 20 years time it turns out to be like a sort of Jimmy case you know you're going to be like oh shit <laughs> we didn't see that one coming did we Leona Lewis who knew <laughs> who knew <laughs> Elvis Presley as well you know I never knew it was mud like I just thought it was Elvis because that's how similar he sounds to him it's just a brilliant Mac off you know he, he does that Geordie bastard does a sensational Elvis Presley impression it's a good yeah. song great tune I, I love that I respect that's in your top three Callum Haslam what are we going for this is going to be a big toss up because I'm thinking of two here um, so it's kind of like joint with each other. I'll I'll, I'll go into it. So basically, um, I love the song Winter Wonderland. Yes. Yeah. And like, technically, it's not a Christmas single. It's just a Christmas song. So like, it's all it's one of them songs that's just always been there. Like, I'm not too sure if anyone actually ever released it as a single. But I tell you what, Leona yeah. Lewis has a banging version. But here we go. The other one I'm thinking of. Since in the like the last five years, like you know, we haven't had Christmas songs, but Kelly Clarkson's "Underneath the Tree," mate. Yeah. Is that the? Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, that is a true. Such a good song. And she's fit as fuck, man. Yeah. She, 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 she in that song. The same as it as well. What is an honourable mention from? Um, Leona Lewis, who sings that... Uh, One More Sleep. Yeah. That's when they go balls to the wall, trying their best to do a Mariah, the mm. pair of them. Like, you know, they are Mariah standard-worthy tunes. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, that Kelly Clarkson one is a, is, is a big... is a big fucking hitter. I mean, yeah, I like that. I respect that. I'd, yeah, Bob Hammond's favourite as well. That one. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me about Bob. Doesn't surprise me. You know, he's a man of good taste. I remember the first time I saw him listening to it. Like, you know, when you're sitting there, like he's just going, like bobbing his head to it. And then he go like, "Yeah, it's all. Oh, it's pretty jolly, isn't it?" It was like, 
Yeah, give me that. <laughs> and then every was he watching the video and just watching her tits bounce? Because that would make me feel jolly as well at the same time. Man. I'm not going to lie. She's got a cracking pair, isn't she, old Kelly? I think, I think it was a pair of both. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I believe she's been no. divorced. So, you know, you got your chance what? there. You're telling me a ditch, Amy, if, uh, uh, if her mum gets me a shit present, maybe a polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> saying, if you happen to get a selection of polo shirts... Uh, and, and the love dies. Kelly Clarkson's available. And, and a cake with my name spelled wrong. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I mean, songs, honourable mentions that we didn't mention, Driving Home for Christmas is a huge one that people will be screaming at why, why we didn't mention that. Big joke. It is a big, big joke. Um, I totally agree with Callum on the pokes. I, it's overrated shit about domestic abuse couple not for me it says the word faggot get over it it's not that great of a song you know that's why people just come back you faggot oh no we always said faggot yeah great we're really fucking christmasy whatever there's another thing about that which sucks because like obviously we can't this year so thank god but if you're in a pub when they're putting on all the christmas songs people generally like maybe sing along that one comes on everyone loses their shit they don't know the words and they just, yeah suddenly they're all in your face like, nah, 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 nah. it's like Fuck off! All right, it's the, it's it's the song for the carny. That's yeah. what that song is for the fucking carny. But I won't name no names. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fuck that tune. Um, another one. Now I don't know who sings this. I want to say it's maybe E E L E L O. But you know the one where it's like. It's Mike Oldfield. Ill Hal Jubilo. Even though that song doesn't have any lyrics, that is a banger. That gets you instantly in the Christmas uh, mode. Da, 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 it's one of those songs as well. If you listen to it in the background, there's a banging guitar solo in that song. Unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. guitar solo. Like Oldfield. We, we once had that on repeat for an hour straight driving through London on full blast driving around in the work trucks just weirding people out it was fucking well funny um, just me on my own um, but yeah um, it's a great tune it's a great great tune um, another um, unsung hit has to be uh, I Believe in Father Christmas do you remember that song? The one with like that iconic Yeah, that just you know Yeah, basically, yeah. Everyone everybody knows that part, so you know. I that and um obviously the pretenders get a big shout out for um uh two thousand or five thousand miles, that's a tune. It's gone, it's gone, it's gone. It's a big tune, man. And she's sexy as fuck as well. She's another good one. Um, and then, I'll tell you what, another one. I just love it. As I've got older, I've, I've learned to love this song more. Just due to the randomness of the tune. Because it's like churchy, but it's not. And it's chatting about an alien coming from space. And it's like... <laughs> Bob Haven's favourite. Krista Berg, a spaceman cam travelling. A spaceman comes travelling. 
I bet that's a tune that Bob could smash out the park. Have you not seen him do it on karaoke? No, and I need to. I'm going to send you the video after this. Oh, Along with Olive the other reindeer. Yeah, please don't. Nothing would please me more. Because that is such a tune. Such a tune. (laughs) And we sang la 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 la. But the lyrics are so fucking weird. He came down from his spaceship. He reached out to me. He sang hallelujah. (laughs) Peace on earth. Da 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 da. I'll tell you that and that tune we just spoke about the Mike Oldfield one mate if you want two pissed up tunes they're the best they're the best I don't know why Sam I can see I can see you loving um when a child is born by Johnny Mathis. When a child is born. When a child is born. The goes, it comes to past when a child is born. Oh yeah, no, that is the truth. <laughs> That's the one. And he then kind of reads the Bible in the middle. And there was a stable and a boy was born. That boy was called Jesus Christ. Black, white, yeah. yellow, who cares? <laughs> this boy will go yeah, up to yeah. I mean, it's a tune. I'll tell you what. So we've already touched upon one tune that we hate. I'm going to throw another one into the blender that I would never like to hear again. I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus. Yes, Sam, mind link. I hate that song so much. Crap! It's a, it's a <laughs> shit, shit Christmas song. Literally, not only does it make it sound like your mum's cheated on your dad with Santa Claus, if you don't know no better. Two, it makes Santa Claus sound like a right fucking creep because you don't, you don't know whether your mum gave consent. And two, oh, and three, it's annoying as fuck. It's just an annoying if fuck tune. I hate it. I absolutely fucking hate it. Yeah. When, uh, Matt, remember we used, to, we used to work in Summerfield and obviously you have all the Christmas songs go around. Mm. And I, I loved them all, apart from that song. And it, as soon as it started, because he, 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 the whole story is that he sees this, Sam, doesn't tell his dad. But all right, maybe if he, if he couldn't clock on to work out what's happening because he's a bit of an idiot. You think, all right, maybe you tell your dad, you know, or maybe confront your mum, whatever way you want to go. No, this kid runs out and tells all his friends like he's just got a new bike or something. Oh, no, my mum made up Santa Claus. It is real. And shockingly, they all go, fuck off. You're a dick. And then, like, and it's like, and he, he's like, no, I did see it. I did, I did. You've got to believe me. It's like, no one believes you, mate, because you're a bell end. Stop singing. And you know the worst thing as well? It has the same style as the crystals, uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. So um, I get really upset the moment I hear the start of that because I think, oh, fucking hell, it's going to be mum kissing Santa Claus. And then I'm wrong because it's actually the lovely tune by the Crystals singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And I always feel like I'm such a prick. It's a terrible song, mum kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> terrible song. I'll tell you another one. So so we, we've just had the... So just a, just a recap here. We've just had the rant about mummy kissing Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Is that been... We've had that rant. Yeah. And mum, mum, you're a slut. Like, and that tune's crap, right? So, moving on, because you, you mentioned about the whole work thing, right? What a head fuck. 
because work, uh, work can ruin Christmas songs if you're not careful. It, it's only the power of festivity it's, and the power of the tune. That's how you know it's a good fucking tune as well. If you can hear that cunt 14 times a day and not hate it, you know it's a good tune. And another one, what I know is going to be controversial in the Haslam Hammond uh, household, because I know they're big fans, but Freddie Mercury, get in the bin. Get in the bin with thank God it's Christmas. Because I'm telling you now, when you're in a when you're in a restaurant full of people and your section is crashing and everyone's having a great time and you're covered in shit and turkey and all the rest of it and you've got Freddie Mercury singing Thank God it's Christmas and all you want to do is get out of that fucking restaurant, clean yourself and down your sorrows. I'm telling you, the one thing I ain't thanking God about is Christmas. I'm blaming God because my restaurant is fucking full and I'm crashing and I'm not doing my job properly. So thank God it's Christmas. That can go in the bin it's as far right. as I'm concerned. I've asked Bob about it. He, he agrees it's not a good song, so it's okay. What? That, that's all I need. That's all I need. The yeah. big man's approval. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and uh, what was the other one? Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you another good shout out when you're thinking, right? Right, it's Santa Claus is coming to town, but two people do it amazingly. You've got Bruce Springsteen, Mariah Carey also does a banging version as well. Who kind of got, I mean, does, is anyone kind of weirdly attracted to the Miss Santa Claus costume? Oh, no, more of that, you know, out of the two, I'd rather bang Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) 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 Mate, he's the boss! He is, boss. He'd boss you about, mate. You'd have to say, come in, Bruce. Come in. You are the boss, after all. But keep the jeans on. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, how how are you going to mention the Jackson 5 singing that song? Is that that back of my mind? Because that's that's the best version, Jackson 5. You say that. But are they the ones who did I Saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus? Yeah. Jackson 5, unfortunately, they fall into that category of nonce now don't they so you know you, anything you hear from michael jackson you're not really meant to like unless it's her song you're not allowed to like a michael jackson song it's the rule it's the rule <laughs> you know even billy jane and it hurts me to say it's a banger but unless it's her song get in the bin michael get in the bin <laughs> all right i've got one that is um it's another underrated because mainly for just a little bit of instrumental, but also it makes no sense why it's a Christmas song. Uh, Stop the Cavalry. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing song. Another good one when you're drunk. So we're talking about the Charge of the Light Brigade where a load of people died. And I don't, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's not on Christmas or anything like that. <laughs> it just randomly happened. They're like, yeah, all right, we'll sing a song. But, but yeah, of course. Maybe, maybe we've all heard about this iconic game of football that happened between England and Germany on the battlefields for Christmas and they stopped shooting for the day. Maybe this is a part of the story we never heard. Maybe it was just the one guy, Annie's platoon, that had come up with this song for all of December while they got shot at. It was like, right. We need a fucking day off here. Dave, we're dropping like flies. Dave's just gone. John's taking one in the neck. Don't think Pete's going to make it through tonight. How are we going to get off? Do they know it's fucking Christmas tomorrow? Well, I don't know. Look, I've wrote this tune. It may sound mad. You need to get a couple of teapots, a couple of cans, a spoon, a 
and just follow me, all right? This is the lyrics. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe that was a part of history we were never taught at school. <laughs> what is that I see in the distance? I hear beautiful music. Hold the bullets. Hold the bullets. We, we shall not invade. <laughs> I don't know why they went Zimbabwe there. <laughs> you sounded more Russian. This happened and then it wasn't for a good 80 years before the song was actually released by some guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, he finally found like an old letter from his uh, from his dad he was, or his granddad. <laughs> he was like, what's he going on about? Release this song in memory of my dead platoon. I'll tell you what is an, another weird one is... Uh, Dean Crosby and David, David Bowie. Bowie. That's a fucking weird one, isn't it? That's it's rom pom rom pom pom. It puts you on edge the moment you hear it. You know, it's, it's just two different like voices, like completely different voices, and you're just there going like, I don't know if this works. You know? No, 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 no. It, it's like the first time you have like fucking um. Well, I don't know, like chocolate orange or whatever you don't know whether you're going to like it or not and then it just somehow works but yeah it's it's you know okay so best thing on a christmas plate hang on before you go into that do you does everybody remember geraldine mcqueen once upon a christmas song certainly do how that never got to number one either outrage man You'll be singing it over Geraldine and over McCain. and over that, again. Was that the Peter Cake? Yep. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, I, I, I think I was away travelling when that song came out. <laughs> I just remember coming back to... Was she was she beaten by Alexandra Burke? Um, I think uh, a lot of people I, probably beat her. But... Am I right by thinking that? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like she went through a terrible ordeal. A lot of people beat her. <laughs> Just before we we go off music, I have to mention three things from Christmas. One, E17, stay another day. Oh, fuck me. How the fuck have we forgot that? We're we're reenacting that. Also, um, baby, it's cold outside. The more you listen to it, let her go home, mate. All right? Strangely, (laughs) it's like, what's in this drink? Oh, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, she's like, oh, I should really go. Can you just lend me your coat? And he's like, nah, nah, he changed the subject. Let her leave. You've had a lovely evening. Um, and the third one is, um, of course, Rage Against the Machine. It is a Christmas song. It was Christmas number one. Yeah, I mean, but that was just people angry at Simon Cowell for, like, you know, stopping stuff like Bo Selector getting number one and South Park getting number one. And people just had enough and put the most violent song at Christmas number one. I mean, they could have come up with something Christmassy. You know, put a couple of bells on the song or whatever, just a little remix. I can't have it. It's not a Christmas song. It may be a Christmas Thank number one, but it's not a Christmas song. Thank you for killing, uh, killing in the Christmas. That would be fine. <laughs> I could handle that. I could handle that. Maybe we've got an opening in the market here, mate. I'm sure Zach won't mind. <laughs> Can I ask you one thing before we go on to the plate? Yeah. Michael Bublé Christmas, yay or nay? Yay. You're all about the boob sound? Also, yeah. 100%. 100%. Like, 
who doesn't love Canada? You know, we haven't had a star since Brian Adams. They needed to give us something else. Uh, Michael Bublé, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of like a glass of Baileys, isn't he? It's just comforting. You don't need it all year. You don't need it all year. You just need it for a month. The funniest thing is, we had a at work when we work. Um, they had a, a CD player and just one Michael Bublé CD, and they just put the CD on repeat, and it played on for about five hours. And everyone was just like, "We need to hear something different now." So I had to run home, burn a CD, put it in the player. There we go. And then everyone was just like, "Thank you, Haslam." <laughs> and more Michael Bublé songs. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the deluxe album, which had the additional what versions of all the other songs. Yeah. Go home. <laughs> yeah, Michael Bublé. You know, I, 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 I can handle him. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a hater of the Bublé at all. Um, Which is I mean, so weird. Bit... We know that you hate boobs. So, well, you know, that's the that's the that's the common lie that's been spread. <laughs> Been spread these last couple of years. I'm surprised that Matt's maybe on the nice list this year because he's been very naughty. Me? <laughs> yeah, spreading these horrible rumours about me not liking boobs. I mean, Amy might never let me see her boobs again if she thinks it's true. <laughs> uh, I, I, just on the record, I do like boobs. I don't care what this podcast punts out or tries to force upon you. I am a lover of boobs and have been since probably the day of birth, and unfortunately they were my mother's. So, moving on. <laughs> yeah, Christmas play. Best part of it. Go on, Haslam. Um, the end of the day, um, my, my nan used to like make us Christmas dinner all the time, and like nothing beats her gammon. Strong choice, yep. that's true. Right, my dad's gammon. <laughs> it's like something else. Why are you laughing so oh, much? Oh, sorry, boy? the child did. <laughs> the child did me. Can only think of saying really rude. My dad's gammon. <laughs> you leave Jenny out of this. Oh no, Matt's oh, gammon is delicious. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sure you. your dad's gammon tastes beautiful. I love it. I love a good bit of gammon. Salty, man. beautiful. Salty and sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, come on, Aslam. You were saying something really nice about your nan's gammon. No, I was immature. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like, you know, literally, she's one of them people, like, every time she makes it, it tastes exactly the same. But it's just always delicious. And, like, on a Christmas dinner, it's a winner. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's a good choice. I like, for me, gam, gammon is the most underrated meat out of the lot. Um, not a lot, a lot of people. A lot of people give it a lot of hate, don't they? Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, gammon! I don't want gammon. It's just, just ham, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. I have some more, please. <laughs> um, what about you, Callum? What are you saying? I'm going to take the uh, low-hanging fruit here and uh, pigs and blankets. Easily the best thing. Imagine Christmas without pigs and blankets. What a waste. I totally agree with you. For me, pigs and blanket, why don't we have it all year? Why don't we have it with every roast dinner? Why is it just Christmas? Why have we never thought of just getting a sausage and wrapping a bit of bacon around it? Blows my mind. 
it's it's by far the greatest thing you either do giant versions or mini versions or whatever versions you want but you can eat as many of the motherfuckers as you want and you can guarantee one thing come the end of the meal there ain't one of them fucking floating about might be a potato there might be you know a carrot or whatever never a pigs and blanket always eat them always yeah totally agree mate totally agree there uh, you Best. Honourable mention would be the uh, honey roasted parsnip for me. Yep. Oh, I mean, I, I feel again, like, I feel very much like you're polishing a turd with a honey roasted parsnip. I like honey. I know it tastes lovely, but if, you, if I'm having to glaze something in honey, I don't like the parsnip. I don't want the parsnip. Yeah, but that's what brings it to life. Otherwise, right. you'd just be having honey. Eat a honey glazed broccoli, Sam. Honey glazed anything, I bet you'll love it. I'd like to test this theory, Callum. So not only on the night where we drink to Home Alone and see how smash we get, I want you to come round and cook me honey roasted vegetables and we'll test this theory. <laughs> we can see whether <laughs> honey, honey roasted broccoli tastes the bomb. <laughs> 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 okay. It's um, exactly the same one. as cauliflower cheese. I like the cheese. Everyone likes the cheese. You don't like cauliflower. Stop pretending you do. Like you don't. You're eating the cheese, you? No one's like, oh, yeah, no. I pick around the cheese. And I just have the cauliflower. No one says that. Well, I don't think that's an option. If you've got cauliflower and cheese, you can't get it off it. It's melted on the fucking thing. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever gone. Actually, I'll just have the cauliflower, not the cauliflower cheese. If there's the two pots side by side, I'll give you that, Callum. Um, <laughs> but you know, a bit of white pepper and a bit of cauliflower does the trick. It spices it up like a tree. Um, for me, okay. So, quick question: Brussels, are you in or are you out? Are they out Brexit or are they in? Out for me. <laughs> Oh, they're out, they're okay. In. They're in for me. I'm part of the European Union. I like a, I like a sprout, mate. It can stay. It can stay. We can reach an agreement. <laughs> I can reach an agreement with Brussels on my plate. I remember uh, last year, I went over to uh, like my ex-missus for like Christmas dinner, and um, like they made us like a whole thing, and um, like I, 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 like it got. I had like you know carrots, Brussels sprouts, parsnips, roast potatoes. <laughs> And turkey, and uh, so basically, uh, and carrots as well. Sorry, and peas. So basically, I ate all just left the uh, the Brussels sprouts, and her <laughs> brother turned around to me, "Not a fan of the Brussels, Matt." I was like, "Nah, do you want them?" He's like, "Yeah." Just gave them over, and uh, <laughs> yeah, right. See, that would never happen with pigs and blankets. Yeah, never. Exactly, proving why it's number one because you never see a pigs and blanket flowing about. I'll tell you what: if you listen to this podcast and come this Christmas. There is a pigs and blanket still floating about after you've had your family meal. Take a picture, send it into Storytime with Haslam Hammond, tag him in it, tag me in it, and you will get a prize. You'll get a prize from both me and Haslam. But I need proof. I don't want no stage set up. I want that plate looking like it's been fucking eaten. You know what I mean? I'll know. I'll, I'll know a bogus plate if I see one. I've eaten enough. Yeah, he does. So, <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Okay, so um, Christmas uh, tradition. 
Um, Christmas pudding, you in or out? Yeah, again, out, Sam. Callum? It's, yeah, for me, it's a terrible waste of dessert. For me, it is the same. It is just a spectacle that you see lit on fire, and you do need to see it, because it's not Christmas without seeing that fucking weird beat bit of whatever that fucking loaf is getting set alight with its blue flame but it is shit put it in the bin let's see the fire put it out put it straight in the bin poor grid let's not speak about it again Christmas pudding fucking terrible go in the bin I I'm all about for me uh, outrageously Christmas like like a melting ball ball or a chocolate Christmas cheesecake, you know, some outrageous dessert, you know, like a trifle that looks like a Randolph, uh, a Randolph, like, looks like Rudolph. That's what that's what I want, like a themed-looking standard dessert. That's what I want. Yourself? Uh, do you remember last year, Cal? Callum basically comes over to mine like every Christmas usually, and we, we eat, and... Um, Last year, my brother and his missus done the meal for us, and they brought over two desserts, and they brought over one that's called the Five Rings, and it was like five different desserts in one, or we had some strawberry and white chocolate cheesecake. We went for the cheesecake. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, I would have been interested about the Five Rings. I mean, it seemed to be quite a successful show on ITV. Uh, you can't break the wow, fake greatness, Sam. Five, five rings, eh? <laughs> you can't. You can't, unfortunately. Exactly. Um, Yule log. That's a Christmas dessert, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a big poo. Let's be honest. Basically, to, yeah. It's just a, it's just a Swiss roll. It's a Swiss roll, just with like name. powdered icing sugar on the top. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And a bit of like decoration on the top, depending if you go late shows or not. You know, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you actually a fun thing about Christmas, right? Okay, so a few years ago, you know, it's, it's like pulled pork. Nothing, no one said anything about pulled pork until Man vs. Food came over in the UK. And next you know, everything has pulled pork in it. Same with gingerbread houses. Yeah. Where the hell do they come from? Yes, very true. Have you ever made... I, I have put one together. What my my uh, my boss at work, Sarah, got me one for a secret Santa gift. Uh, I thought it was quite racist, considering I was ginger, and uh, she got me a gingerbread house. <laughs> I'm a joke, uh, but yeah, I basically built it, brought it into work, and I just let other people eat. I was like, there you go. Sure enough, one of my co-workers, Natalie, went, I can't believe you you baked this. I was like, hey, I didn't bake this. <laughs> There's no way I baked this. I just basically icing it together. I I've, I've got me. Considering all the things Christmassy I've done, I've never, ever done a Christmas gingerbread house. Ever. It's on my bucket list. But it's the sort of thing that I think I'm just going to wait till. I feel, yeah, I feel like I've got to wait till I've got children now to do it. I can't bring myself to just buy a gingerbread as a 30 year old and do it by myself. I've, you know, <laughs> I, need, I need a child <laughs> before I can delve into the gingerbread world. <laughs> But, um, okay, well, I mean, so let's uh, let's finish this up with what, what, so your best Christmas night out. 
so a few years ago, Stevie P, Stephen Pontin, turned around to me and Callum, said like, my lads, uh, my dad does it every Christmas um, with his mate. He goes down the pub, meets him for a few beers on Christmas Day. So like, yeah, sweet, sounds good. So we, like, obviously this night, you know, we're like, having a few drinks. We were absolutely blotted. Next day, come along, we, like me and Callum, right for yeah, we got went down the pub, and uh, the person who arranged it all, Steve, didn't bother coming down. Bosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's been a, that was about six years ago now, Matt, and we've been in the Essex Arms every Christmas since. Mm-hmm. And has he turned up there. since? He has a couple He's of times. <laughs> I mean, you see, that's like something I always admire. I've never done it myself. So, like, some people go to the pub, don't they, on Christmas morning and have a few beers. I've got to admit, I've never been one of those people. But I know a lot of people who do, like Adam Max and another one, um, you know, like Rishi and people like that. I know all do it. My kind of Christmas tradition of the morning would be going and having maybe two or three rounds of smoked salmon and cream bagels you know them followed by seeing like an elder relative uh, sort of thing before indulging in the first set of presents so like but yeah so that's a question i want to ask so by the time you've gone you go to the pub have you done your presents by that point or are you still waiting used to when i was younger but then now it's just got to the stage where we do it after dinner because we're like you know we yeah, just you know, wake up and like don't really have a lot of time you know uh like the, the thing is sam down the pub there's a there's a few rules right first pint it lasts about like you know probably half an hour so you're like yeah. halfway through a two-hour session all right so then what you have to do is literally that's when you pick it up all right and you just keep down in pints and it gets to the last hour the power hour right no word of a lie last year <laughs> me and callum smashed eight pints in that last hour we were a terrible mate, yeah. Eight pints, literally. We just say like, we need to get another one in. We need to get another one, literally. Like after like, and we were just going bam, 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 like and like everyone was in like, you know, just yeah. But we we, we kind of took Christmas probably too far. Probably, you, probably had, you probably had about twelve or thirteen pints before you even had your Christmas dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's the, 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 me and Matt are the first ones into that pub, and the last ones out. Mm. Yeah. Them's the rules. We make sure that, um, like Sam, I do presents first thing in the morning when you wake up. Yeah. Um, when presents have to be done, obviously, because I go over to Matt's, I'll do more presents later, like that, with them. But yeah. I do, uh, my mum always gives me presents, so that as soon as I wake up, I can open them there and there. Because, yeah. like, what, what is Christmas Day, if you're not waking up, running downstairs, being like, there's a tree, there's presents, a little, it's a bit depressing now, because I'm on my own. Um, yeah. But, you know, keep the tradition alive. Straight up, open up presents. Have you ever got your yourself a present from yourself and wrapped it up? No. Have you not? Okay, just no, me. I've never done that quite yet. Have um, you ever done it, Hazlab? No. Nah. I did once yeah. wrap up uh, my nan. I got a pair of slippers for, but I wrapped them up separately, and I lost the second one for ages. About an hour later, I, was, oh, I found it. <laughs> Actually, for, I actually thought you were going to say I once wrapped up my net. <laughs> <laughs> Just wrapped her up. What are you doing, Matthew? Shut up. Callum, I don't know why. What, what's coming to my head there, Callum? You remember Buckaroo? Yes, Buckaroo. Yes, that's a great name. Jesus Christ. Right, when your mum passed out on the sofa called Roof, and then you had to place things on Roof before she woke up. <laughs> 
was it was a, a great great time at the Advert Set. Oh, that's amazing. I'll tell you a couple of funny stories about my mum at Christmas. Um, Well, there's one, and then basically it's going to be a nice heartwarming one uh, from me. Um, So uh, what happened was one year, um, she, you know, we got all the the decorations down and everything. And then what happened was she just like, you know, passed out like she usually would, diabetes, it's a a horrible thing. Uh, And... um, what happened was, me and my brother, we just put up the whole tree and just, like, decorated and everything. And when she woke up, we convinced her that she put the whole tree up by herself. That's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> that is pretty impressive. And then um, the, the heartwarming one is basically four times a year. Um, I will listen to my mum's voice because I'm just there, like, I don't want to listen to it every day because I feel like, you know, it's a bit of a, you know... Um, Otherwise, you know, it just you know, I feel like I had to leave it for special occasions. So the special occasions are um, her birthday, um, my birthday, the day she died, and Christmas Day. So every Christmas morning, I'll listen to it once and just get on back with life. Drink a snowball, a few pints. How do you do that? If you mind me asking, that? It, like, do you, did, does her phone is her phone still connected? Sort of thing. Or? No, it's just a uh, video on Facebook. Oh really? Mm. So what? Just just oh, and is that like um, is that her just like a video that you filmed of her sort of thing just from the past? Or? <laughs> no, she went um basically you know her and my dad went on a lot of holidays together. Yeah. Um, she was on holiday once and she fell in love with this like soft toy monkey that I brought along to the funeral, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. She uh, she just filmed a video of the monkey and going like, "This is me and monkey. Uh, we're a day blah blah whatever it is where she is." And uh, I don't know if Bob's coming. And then like you know she's just having this little vit selfie video. And, like you kind of think to yourself, "Why have you put this online?" You know at the time <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but then like because of that, you know I get to listen to her voice. So happy days for me. That's that's really nice. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, that's something really I should. Uh... I should consider with like your nan or saying like that because uh, that's a that's actually a lovely token, isn't it? Really, mm. you know. I should really get a video of her not calling me a bastard before she goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> most of my videos are just pranking her, but um, I mean, yeah, I think I think one of my well, I mean, we used to do the lads' Christmas uh, drinks. Uh, every year um, obviously as we've got older and got children the group has got smaller and smaller um, you know and getting dates pending is harder and whatever I think one of my favourite ever ones was down at the Essex Arms no not the Essex Arms the uh, the Alex mm-hmm. yeah from Wally Hill uh, we hired out half the bar and we hired Cunt and the gang to come and play and we all dressed up as farmyard animals. And I've never seen a guy who, considering his name is Cunt, and he's used to making a mockery and seeing the fun side of life, ever fear for his life as much as walking into a room full of 20 or 30 steamed up farmyard animals yelling the word Cunt over and over again. Um, that was that was a magical night. And... Uh, whatever her name was it Danielle the bird who used to run the bar there she when we went back in there the next day she said it was the most money she'd ever made in one night from uh, so that, that that was a pretty impressive one another one was we went to the Chinese karaoke in Romford all dressed up as uh, Santa Clauses 
and um, I was dressed up as Mr. Hankey, and we all got rather messy. And um, okay, so right, so I'm, I'm dressed up as Mr. Hankey. I apologise, the internet's not the greatest in this building, and. Um, Matt Fletcher hands me what he says is a mint Jaeger bomb. What turns out is that little sneaky devil had put a, um, a jelly Viagra in my shop and I downed it. Didn't think anything of it because it was glowing green. I was like, oh yeah, cool, mint Jaeger bomb, that looks cool. Downed it. And next thing I know, I'm walking around Romford with a massive hard on, dressed up as Mr. Hankey. I think on that case, I'm going to love you and leave you. Um, maybe we get to do this again before Christmas. And Hang on, before you go. You haven't heard Callum's fun stories. Oh, shit. Sorry, Callum. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> I have loads of fun stories. I did it on the naughty list. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, me and my mate, we used to have them called the 12 pubs of Christmas. We have to try and hit 12 pubs one day and we all have a challenge and stuff. Well, I think my best... Um, Christmas Eve, uh, me and Matt... Pick up my mate Steve and Mike. Always go down to Charlie's Bar. Yeah. And I don't go to Charlie's Bar any other point in the year. Apart from this night, we load up the uh, jukebox with a load of uh, Christmas songs. And obviously, like, there's like no one else in there apart from one person. Uh, we play pool and we just have a great time. So that's probably my best one. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, just I mean, me at work dues is not not a good. Uh, I normally make an absolute tear myself, so uh, always fun. Last word, do I woke up on a roundabout, <laughs> <laughs> and I say I woke up on a roundabout. I didn't wake up on a roundabout. I woke up in an ambulance, which told me they found me asleep on a roundabout. So yeah, that that was a weird one. <laughs> yeah, going to ask. No, I'm pretty sure I got spiked, but. Um, <laughs> Never mind, never mind. But yeah, um, as I say, maybe we'll do this again uh, before Christmas. If not, we'll definitely have to do this again. Um, I just want to say Merry Christmas to you all. Uh, I love story time with Haslam Hammond. I love Pass to Assist Pod for all your basketball needs. Um, and I just want to say anyone who thinks 2020 has been crap, yeah, it's been a bit naff, but we're almost through it. And we're almost to the end, because today, as we record this, this is fee day. And for all these people going, I'm not going to try a vaccine. You, you're quite happy to sniff a line that's chopped up with all different weird shit. Just get over yourself. Try the vaccine. Let's get through the shit, and let's get back to normality. Merry Christmas. Lots of love. Tugboat. And... Mm, mm, bye, Sam. Bye-bye. Callum. <laughs> and Haslam. My name is Matthew Hasm Hammond. Thanks for listening. Always remember, ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Merry Christmas, guys. Woo! Come on, kids.